0: Welcome back to Country Backstage. I'm Alan Power. To his fans, when Conway Twitty sings a song, it's pure magic. Welcome to The Minefield, it's episode 69, part 2 of our Conway Twitty docu-series, and I just want to start by saying I think I was a little rough on Conway in episode 1, calling him creepy his lyrics, his old swagger. I called it creepy. In fact, the whole theme of the first episode was that he was creepy and his songs were creepy. And I guess I started feeling guilty about that over the past couple weeks. And and it's because it's strange to call him creepy because I love Conway. I love Conway Twitty, I think. He seems like he was a great guy and probably really fun to hang out with and have a beer with if if you like having beers with people who are good at having beers with other people. He's like a hard working entrepreneurial singer-songwriter who toured and recorded for like 40 years without stopping. And yeah, I I do think it's pretty unfair to fast forward 40 50 years and apply our, you know, progressive modern standards to his music or to his character like I'm doing with this podcast by calling him names because this kind of behavior or this these lyrics these songs, the swagger that's what he did and that's what he was loved for and known for being a cat, being like a ladies man, begging for forgiveness, women loved him for middle aged housewives today this grey haired granddaddy still turns them on when he sings his old hits Mildly salacious, lustful songs, all of them containing a message for women. You you know, it's an interesting thought. It's kind of fascinating that in 2022, these same songs would have Conway Twitty singing the Wheeler Walker circuit. Maybe he'd be a, a bad boy cult act. I don't know. Pe- people would play it for their friends, and they'd look over their shoulder to see if their wife was in the room, and they'd go, you heard this guy Conway Twitty? He's hilarious, but I don't like playing it in front of my wife. Which, by the way, is not... the The Wheeler-Walker circuit is not bad. That's not a bad thing. It's just not what Conway was making... Back then, or as I would like to imagine, Conway would put it. Well, it ain't what I was making before financially. So, here we go a mini series. This is part two about a country yacht rock crooner named Conway Twitty and some of his wackiest songs. It's brought to you by the Zaxby's franchise in Baxley, Georgia. In Baxley. I had a lot of fun with our first episode, editing and splitting up these clips and songs and spitting up and deep shivering at some of Conway's darkest lyrics. I was the first to take advantage of your you. We mainly focused on the amazing, catchy song, Don't Take It Away, which is an ode to... Conway's pillar of manhood, which is not taking no for an answer. I hope I don't embarrass you too much here in front of all your friends. I'm gonna get down on my knees. Please, let me make it. Please, I can't give you... So for this episode two, I'm gonna play you a little medley of some really unusual Conway Twitty songs and lyrics, and I've got, I've got some that are just like burning a hole in my pocket for me just to play for you guys because they're fascinating, and I've got to play you the song or a short clip from the song, Joni, please, please don't please cry. cry. You'll forget. Now he Bye sings in this song, Joni, Joni, please don't cry. You'll forget me by and by. <clears throat> this is the important part. You're just 15 and I'm 22. You're just 15. Joni, I just can't wait for you. Joni, I just can't wait for you. so weird to, to even be mentioning. All right, yes, technically he's doing the right thing by refusing Joni's 15-year-old advances, but the idea that he's even paying attention to a 15-year-old at all is too much. It shouldn't even be mentioned, much less a song written about it. It shouldn't even be mentioned, Conway. What is he waiting for? She's never going to catch up with him. I, I'm real nervous to find out the age that he, that Conway was, would be willing to wait for Joni for. Because he says, Joni, I just can't wait for you. But I wonder if he's saying something like, I can't wait a year till you're 16 or something. It's a strange song. He's singing about a 15-year-old. He's saying that he's 22. It's strange. Oh, what's that? Sounds like another voice. There's a female singer. There's a female voice. On this track Oh, it's a little back and forth I see, so Conway sings One little section And then, okay, and then she does Let me just look this up on Wikipedia See who the other singer is Oh, wow, (laughs) that's kind of funny Her name is uh, Joni And she's Conway's daughter What? Okay, um Yes, Conway's 17-year-old daughter Co-wrote Don't cry Joni. His daughter Joni Lee recorded it with him. Her dad. And her dad played the part of Jimmy in the song. He's the the narrator of the song. And there's this 15-year-old girl down the down the road. And oh don't worry, that's just played by Conway's daughter, Joni. Not weird at all. It's just it's funny because I I I was really way too hard on Conway in the first episode. He's not creepy. I really love his music. But he makes strange decisions. Or the people around him are making strange decisions. Or he's making strange decisions and they're not saying no. But there's just so many strange, vaguely bizarre lyrics in his that come up time and time again when you listen to Godway Twitty. So the whole song changes at the end. I don't even know how to explain it to you. I'll say this is what happens at the end is that he, Jimmy removes himself from the situation. So he moves away. He says, I got a gotta job somewhere else and settle down elsewhere, you know, because he can't, I guess, control himself around this 15-year-old who has a crush on him. So he has to get out of town because he can't just, the, the, the narrator in the song can't, control himself and can't even be expected to. So he just says like, I can't even be bothered. I'm moving out of town. But her words keep sort of burned into his mind that Jimmy wait for me. And um, of course those words sung by Joni Lee, Conway's daughter. She says, you know, I'm saving all my kisses for you. And then he, he realized... Maybe she was his true love. So he jumped on a plane and packed his clothes. This is all happening in the second second to last stanza of the song. This is all happening at the very, very end of the song. He had to see her, he had to tell her what he was thinking, and he had to ask her if she'd marry me. That was five years later, when she was the old age of 20, and I was 27. I mean, he doesn't say that, but we're also doing the math in our head and going, Conway, you didn't wait that long. So he gets to the hometown or whatever He runs to the house Because of course Joni was his next door neighbor Growing up which was next to his childhood house And things were different he says His teardrops fell When he heard Joni say And then Joni Lee Steps in to sing The last stanza of the song And then the song Just ends That's it to say Here's another doozy. Let's keep it moving. So, this one, it's called How Much More Can She Stand? It was not written by Conway Twitty. It was written by Harry Compton. But Conway was really drawn to this song for some reason. And it really, really clicked with him. For some reason. It's called How Much More Can She Stand? And it's an incredible Incredible, incredible a song. Devil in my yes, that's right. A devil in my body. I just can't Other women haunt me. So he says it's actually because he really loves his wife that he tries to save her heart with these lies that he tells her. She knows that he's lying and he can see that in her eyes. He tries his best to sort of like stay home and be a normal guy, monogamous guy play with the kids and watch TV and then his mind becomes unsure about the kind of love I need. So I assume... Okay, so he's a sex addict. What a bizarre thing. Again. Again. Why is this being mentioned? The second time in this podcast I have to question why... This is even the subject of a song. Because all it really is, is you saying to the world, boy, I'm really genuinely impressed that she has not broken up with me yet. He's just like listing all the things that he got away with. And going like, can you believe it? She's still with me. How much more can she stand? It's also like a challenge. It makes you wonder if he's just going to be like, okay, watch this. I'll cheat on you twice as much or whatever. Okay, this one is a real, real shiver me timbers, if you know what I mean. Touch the hand. It's a Conway Twitty song. The lyrics are terrifying and they come back to a very very common conway twitty theme not taking no for an answer the chorus is touch the hand of the man that made you a woman then tell me you don't love me anymore i was the first man to ever hold you in a special kind of way i, tremble. I know you remember But before Before you decide that you're going to leave me and do things you've never done before, because remember, he made her a woman. Before Before you decide you're going to leave me and do things you've never done before, touch the hand hand of the man that made you a woman. Grammatically, it should be who made you a woman sure then but tell then tell me, me you don't love me anymore so again she's already said something he's never heard her say before she, she told him that she was going to leave him and that Sweet she didn't love him me. anymore and he so she's surprise basically saying no to him and, and he takes that and he says but and those two First, touch my hand. You know, the hand that made you a woman. Just for a second. Then tell me you don't love me anymore. I'm not accepting your no. It's unbelievable. And the fact that it made its way from the person who wrote it Harry Compton Touch the hand to Conway Twitty is incredible. 1975. The album is called The High Priest of Country Music, and it's Conway Twitty, Touch the Hand. Right here on the minefield. All right, lady, whoever he wrote this song about, touch the hand, we'll put your name on the increasingly long list of women who tried to break up with Conway Twitty and were refused, shall we say. Of course, when I say break up with Conway Twitty, I mean the character that he played in his songs. You know, how much did his real life reflect that? Not that much, actually. Conway was a serial monogamist. He was married four times in his life He was born in 1933 by the way died in 1993 at the age of 59 almost 60 married four times to three different women twice to the same woman and they divorced in 1970 remarried in 1970 when you're looking at the timeline of Conway's There's marriages a lot of ways of saying what I wanna say to you there's songs and poems and promises and Okay, so let's end things with a real jaw-dropper. This is Conway Twitty at his bluntest. I'd love to lay you down is the name of the song. Come right out and tell you i just love to lay down. So he just gets right to it right at the beginning. First verse, I'd just love to lay you down, and then he jumps right into what he's going to do. Now... Also this first chorus is first instance of Conway using the word using excuse me it's the first instance of Conway using the phrase love words quote love words softly whisper pretty love words in your ear which i think actually happened accidentally I think it was something that happened when they were writing the song. They put brackets around the phrase love words because they got stuck and couldn't think of any love, descriptive love words. So they put brackets around it, and they were like, we'll come back to that and fix it. And then they forgot to do that, and they just printed the lyrics with the brackets, and Conway just sang the phrase love words on the day of the recording. He just said, like, pretty love words. And they just went with it because... They didn't all have laptops. It was really expensive to re-record everything. So they left it in there. That's not verified. But I would like it to be true. And I kind of feel like it is. So this is great here at the end. He gets into the subject of aging with your spouse. That person that you wanted to lay down with when they were young and softly whispering pretty love words and stuff into their young ears. What about when they get older? And he says, well, when a whole lot of Decembers are showing in your face. She's getting older. Your auburn hair is faded and silver takes its place. Oh. You're still as lovely and I'll still be around. And if I can, I'd love to lay you down. Okay, he's still horny. God. And then they take a step up here and go into this little outro, kind of shuffle. Uh, it's cool. He kind of drops it down, brings back the love words, a little vamp outro. Drop it down again in your ear, yeah. All the Man, I love doing this. I love listening to Conway Twitty songs. I'm on Twitter, Minefield Podcast, on Instagram at UFO True Crime Podcast, or you can email us here at the Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back with more Twitty, but also Sasquatch in North Georgia. Talk to you soon. You're now leaving the minefield.